Hello good people, how you doing, how you feeling today? Welcome to another episode of The Pod Mind, a podcast by Chiromo Hospital Group, which is an ultra-modern level 5 private psychiatric hospital in Kenya and the only in sub-Saharan Africa. This podcast is dedicated to demystifying mental health and that's by advocating for mental health and creating awareness through having authentic and genuine conversations around matters mental health. So, while you enjoy listening to this podcast, please remember that any information shared here does not qualify as a professional diagnosis or in this case, treatment for any mental health condition. Press play. Hello everyone. Um, welcome to Chiromo Hospital Group's hashtag Vituka Ground conversation that we have um, every other Wednesday right here on Twitter. Um, Vituka Ground, for those who have not been in this forum before, um, was brought about um, to fill in the gap of people being able or rather getting a chance to openly talk about the things that we experience on a day-to-day basis. So um, if you have any um, guests who are not conversant with Swahili, Vituka Ground is um, you know, t- talking about things as they are talking about things the way we go through them um it's more it's a statement that um that speaks of that or rather gives um that aspect of looking at things exactly as they are uh, on the ground uh, and that's why we created this forum to be able to create this space where we can talk about things as they are on the ground so uh, I am your host today. My name is Pendo Ochola. I am a hospital psychologist at Chiromo Hospital Group. And I'm glad to be in this conversation today because I, I think this is a very, this is something that we all go through um, at some point in life. And um, why not have a conversation, conversation around how to um, deal with burnout, identify burnout? How do we cope with it? Um, also, how do we prevent um, burnout? So I'm glad to have this conversation today, but most importantly, I am glad to be joined by quite the panel. Um, and before more people join us today, I'd like to open it up to those who've already gotten the speaker's uh, status to feel free to um, unmute and uh say something or two about, generally, about burnout before we start the conversation officially. Anyone who would like to start us off? Um, hi, um, my name is Paul, Paul Mugi. I'm a law student. I'm also a mental health advocate. Um, I always call it a champion. And I don't know if I've earned the title advocate yet. I'm also living with bipolar disorder for the past six years. I think that's all for me. Um, the others will just come later. Um, as for me, I can say burnout is a state in mind where you are tired of doing a certain activity or a certain task 
but due to the pressure from outside um, or the pressure that you're giving yourself within, you you keep it in your mind and you try to do it much, much more um, without um, not knowing just for you to fulfill the task or to fulfill the mission or for you to just feel okay. Despite the constantness you're feeling, the constant pain, uh, the constant stress and the anger, you just want to complete that task or you just want to fulfill that mission. So that's according to me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Paul. And we are really honored to have you in this conversation. Um, also coming from a point of, um, you know, you've, you've brought the aspect of burnout. Most people think of burnout from people who are in employment, but, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be restricted to um, that. Most pe- a lot of people who are in school, a lot of people who are running their own businesses also at some point could experience burnout. So thank you for, uh, I think you're a very um, valuable part of this conversation. Um, most importantly, um, for walking this journey of mental health um, awareness with us, and we're glad to have you here today. Before we even go into the, the, the conversation. Just a, a brief introduction. Hello. Hello, Hassan. Yes, can everyone hear me? Yes, you can, loud and clear. Okay, thank you. My name is Hassan Hersey, and uh, I am a psychologist and a mental health advocate. Yeah, I don't have much to say about myself. So, so Hassan, thank you for that. Um, of course, when you get into the conversation, I know we'll hear more from from you. So thank you for the introduction. Um, anyone else? Hello. Hello, Job. Yes, I'm Job Basima. Mm-hmm. I think uh, most of the speakers here are from Kenya, but personally, I'm a Ugandan mm-hmm. and I'm a a trained psychiatric clinic officer, currently working as a mental health officer with uh, an American organization called Empower Through Health Uganda. We work in the districts of Eastern Uganda, and uh, I'm happy to be part of this conversation. We're also glad to have you here, Job. Um, Most glad that um, this conversation is not just um, limited to us in Kenya, but also um, we are breaking borders. So I'm glad that you're here with us today. And um, I can just um, repeat uh, explaining V2 Kwa Ground, which is mostly, it, it mostly has a Swahili um, base to it. So to explain V2 Kwa Ground is this is a safe space to have conversations on things as they are happening on the ground. So this is a very real conversation. This is a very um, safe space for us to have these conversations as we are experiencing them and um, not filtering and not um, restricting ourselves to ideals, but you know, talking about actual experiences and how they're happening. So I'm glad you're here today because we'd also like to hear the perspective of, you know, Uganda, in addition to the things we'll discuss about 
Kenya, for, from those who are from Kenya and anyone else too. So we're glad to have you here, Job. Um, anyone else? Uh, perhaps I could oh. invite. Hi, hi, dear Gracious. How are you? I'm good. Okay, my name is Dogratis Ramale. I am from Tanzania. Uh, I'm a professional psychologist and I'm the Secretary General of Tanzanian Psychological Association. So I'm happy to be here and I hope we can speak more in the coming sessions. Thank you so much, dear Gracious. Honored to have you here. Um, so Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, all represented. This is quite, uh, this is bound to be a, a very uh, interesting conversation. So I'm glad to have you here with us too. Um, maybe I could call on to Gadoni Mbogo. Pendo, thank you so much um, for that wonderful um, introduction that you've done. And thank you panelists. Um, I'm excited to yeah, be here today. First of all, I, I, I want a confirmation. Can you guys be able to hear me? Yes, we can hear you um, for most part, although you disconnected for a short while there, but we heard you for most part of what you said. Okay, thank you. I just hope that um, the internet is not going to lag at all, my name is Gadoni Mbogwa. I am um, a clinical psychologist by profession. I am also the head of digital at Chiroma Hospital Group and the clinical psychologist in charge at AR Hospital. Uh, and most of all, I'm really passionate about creating mental health awareness um, and having conversations with individuals with lived experience and learning from, you know, everybody, people who are around. I always believe that um, there is no limit to learning and nobody knows it all. So um, I'm excited to hold this conversation today. Um, I'll also be your moderator. I can see Kelvin is still connecting. Um, I've heard from Hassan, I've heard from Paul, I've heard from Job. Uh, Dear Gracious, can you hear us? Yes. Yeah, okay, everyone. please uh, say hi to the team and tell us briefly about yourself. Okay, I think uh, I'll give a short introduction. My name is Dear Gracious Ramale, I am from Tanzania. A professional member of Tanzanian Psychological Association, and now oh. I'm the general secretary. Yes. Oh, sorry, I, I must have missed that, dear Gracious. Yeah. Okay, so, no yeah. Kevin, was Kevin able to introduce himself? Uh, not yet. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm glad to be here today and to and this panelist, um, Kevin of here. I'm a mental health advocate with good experience. I bring greetings from Nigeria. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kelvin, for joining us. Um, Thank you very much. Quite, quite the conversation today. Uh, we have representation from Uganda, Tanzania, and Nigeria, and Kenya. So I, I, I am glad to, rather, I'm looking forward to hearing the different perspectives from these different countries. Um, Gadoni, back to you. All right, I hope this is better. Yes. 
Okay, fantastic. Um, the conversation today is on burnout. Allow me to start with a quote that has really changed how I look at burnout. And I hope it's not going to confuse you having this conversation because it's quite controversial. So this quote is by John Welsh. And he says that there is no such thing as work-life balance. There are work-life choices and you make them and they have consequences. So as we delve into today's conversation and understand um, the reality of burnout, I also want us to have that quote at the back of um, our minds. I'm going to start right away by Hassan. Um, Hassan, what, how would you define um, burnout? Not just the theoretical or what is in the books of Google, but from your own experience, how would you define burnout in the least way possible? Okay, thank you for that. Uh, personally, uh, when I look at burnout, I think of a common phrase. I don't know if most of you have heard it, uh, mm -hmm. called uh, running on fumes. Yeah. I believe most of us are familiar with, the, with that phrase. Huh? Yeah, so for me, I'd term burnout as running on fumes. Like uh, you're just trying to get there, but uh, you don't have it in you or whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, like it isn't turning out as well as it should or as you had hoped it to be. And that's because maybe you've run out of juice to do it, as I would say. Yeah, so you can have, uh, you can try, you can try to persevere or have that grit in you amidst all that fatigue and frustration, but still you don't get the desired result. And uh, you might end up giving up or looking down on yourself or whatever it is you're doing. So for me, that is the basic definition I give to burnout. And, and I like what you've brought out, you know, the running on fumes. I think that's a, such a good analogy. It, it brings a really good picture of just how bad, you know, things can get on the ground. You know, you're trying to do everything possible to be everywhere possible, but you literally have not been replenished. You're completely empty, but you're still trying to go on. I love that. I love that. Um, Paul, would you like to go ahead? Burnout. Um, thank, you. thank you. Thank you very much. Um, first of all, I hope everyone can hear me. Yes, we can. Okay, thank you. Um, as for me, let's see. Um, me, I feel like burnout is um, from your quote, it's just it's like putting yourself too much pressure or allowing mm -hmm. someone to put you too much pressure in doing a certain task or a certain activity. Um, most things mm -hmm. happens in work, but it can happen mm -hmm. anywhere. So, like, mm -hmm. for example, you have a lot of tasks, you have to finish and everything, and you have little time. And you know, the more the time is slowing, the pressure is getting worse. And when the pressure is getting worse, you feel 
um, you feel kind of stressed and but you don't want to get out of that situation you just want to continue mm-hmm. until the time you finish the task in me maybe a hundred uh most of the time it's not a hundred percent good it is um kind of bad let's just say that that's according to my own perspective fantastic thank you paul for that i really do appreciate that so if you're joining this conversation we are talking about burnout and if you're listening i want you to think about some of the statements that have been said here today are you running on fumes are you at a space where you feel you're putting too much pressure on yourself and there is still no time that could be an indicator that you could also be going through some form of um, burnout allow me to engage um diogracius what are your thoughts on burnout just in the most um simplest term possible um in terms of you know experiential where burnout is concerned Okay, thank you. Uh, actually, speaking of burnout, it's like when somebody says things like, I feel overwhelmed, maybe overloaded mm-hmm. with work, maybe overworked, mm-hmm. uh, and somebody is thinking like, there is no way out of doing things which he or she was doing in a good way before. So burnout mm-hmm. is like someone is, uh, has, uh, is now lacking the motivation of doing the things in a greater way comparing mm. to the way he, he or she, she used to do. So it's mm. all about losing the motivation, losing the focus mm-hmm. and the interest in doing what he or she was doing. So it can be the place of work, it can be in the mm. family, maybe raising the children, maybe in the place of business. So it can happen anywhere. So you just feel like overloaded the interest is low the motivation is is also low so that's why what i can say about burnout in a simple terms thank you i appreciate that um dear gracious you know that space you feel you're overwhelmed you're overloaded and you're not you're no longer the same person the motivation that you used to have you know like um he has said you're not doing things the way you used to do them i like specifically the fact that you've brought the home aspect the assumption out there is only people in either white collar jobs or offices that suffer burnout but literally as long as you are a human being engaging in a task you could really put so much pressure on yourself and still end up um suffering from burnout i hope the other panelists are back with us kevin job and paul Uh, sorry, yeah, Kevin, Job, and Vincent. Let I'm me here, I'm with... here. I'm also available. Fantastic. Thank you, thank you. Okay, let me just start with Vincent. Have you experienced burnout? Because one of the things that we try to do this space is in, when we are talking about Vitruqua ground, we are talking about the reality. We are talking about our authentic selves. Have you experienced any burnout? And if you can, please tell us about your experience. Uh, 
Yes, I can. Hello? Okay, thank you so much. Vincent, uh, so, good afternoon, you. everybody. My name is Otumbo. Okay, thank you, thank you. Uh, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Otumbo Vincent. Have I experienced burnout? Yes. Uh, you know, I personally live in a very busy world that is also very noisy. I am an entrepreneur, and entrepreneurship is not a walk in the park. Um, apart from uh, being an entrepreneur, I also come from a family. Um, so there is noise everywhere. It is relationships, it's business, it is, uh, it is family. It's not a walk in the park. So I have experienced mm. burnout before, especially because I sleep late and I wake up early. Mm -hmm. uh, because really in entrepreneurship, it's not like you get freedom and you can do whatever that you can do. And this has... Uh, ampered my sleeping patterns, my appetite in the past, and even getting disoriented with groups, even friendships in the process. But then how I have been able to work on it is to acknowledge that I, indeed I have suffered burnout. And this is where you can't concentrate on a task. I can't concentrate on a task for quite a long time. And me being able to listen to my body. I, I even remember when I was uh, going, doing all these things, I still used to go and run a minimum of 10 kilometers three times a week. That is 30 kilometers a week. So the first thing I started is to cut out my running. So I replaced running 30 kilometers a week to actually walking 20 minutes a day. Because again, apart from mental fatigue, because I'm a coach, you know, you undergo mental fatigue. I engage more of my mind than my body. So mental fatigue is, is uh, or burnout is the worst. And then again, I sleep. So like on, uh, in my, currently, Mondays are my easy days. Mondays, I don't engage a lot. It's the day I just hang out. I wake up late and I just meet people for tea or coffee. I don't intend to work. I don't even want to read. Maybe I can watch a movie or listen to music so that I refresh my body and my mind. Because if I am not able to balance or what I call, I don't use the word balance, but if I'm not able to integrate my work life so that at the end of the day, I'm going to affect even the passion that I have for what I do. So any moment I feel like my passion for what I do is lacking, then I'm heading at a wrong direction. Then I'm able to listen to my body and take precautions or actually now I can say right now, Gadoni, is that I have a lifestyle that enables me not to undergo burnout again. Because every day I am able to engage every part of my life so that I don't end up suffering burnout. So that is what I can say for now. Thank you. Genuinely had um, the bigger part of this conversation. And I love that you have extensively and so authentically, you know, just spoken your truth. Beginning by the simple answer, yes. Yes, you have gotten to a point where you have suffered burnout. And I love also the extent that you've gone into who you are and what you're doing um, now. As I was listening to you speak, 
um i'm reminded of one of these memes that goes around that says i was tired of an eight to five job therefore i decided i quit and decided to be an entrepreneur and now i work 24 hours a day yeah so usually a lot of people would would feel that if you have an eight to five it's very stressful but if i go and become an entrepreneur i'll have more time but that's not necessarily the case taking care of yourself has to come from an informed point a choice point an intentional uh point so i really appreciate uh you vincent uh for for, for that a uh, job all the way joining us all the way from uganda have you experienced burnout in fact please tell us what do you guys have a word for burnout in ugandan okay thank you i appreciate the efforts of Chiromo Hospital. And I wouldn't want to speak like on behalf of Uganda because I know there are, there are other Ugandans who may be in this space and I may not represent their views correctly. But on a personal basis, I've experienced burnout several times. But just because I'm a mental health specialist, I know how to deal with it. Yeah, so anyway, maybe a little bit about my background. Uh, in 2010, that's when mm -hmm. I finished my senior six. And uh, after senior six, I was supposed to join university. I was uh, admitted at Makerere University for a degree in education. I went and studied that course. For, it was supposed to be three years. I did it for two years. When I went for my first school practice, I didn't like the teaching. And even during that time, just within a period of one term, I was experiencing burnout like on a daily basis, just because I was doing something I wasn't so passionate about. Then, I left the course and that's when I joined the psychiatric clinical school and started studying mental health. And it is at that point that I realized that my passion was in mental health. So uh. from that time, I've learned so many things in the world of mental health, but Coming back to burnout, uh, we, we don't actually diagnose burnout according to the DSM series that we've had. We don't diagnose burnout, but there are signs and symptoms of burnout that are related to other mental health disorders. So, like, there are signs of burnout that are also related to depression, uh, signs of burnout that are related to bipolar. So usually the diagnosis we make for people with burnout is within the range of mood disorders. And uh, on a personal basis, 
in the recent times, last year, I was working with uh, an organization in the refugee settlement in northern Uganda called International Rescue Committee. Maybe some of you know it mm -hmm. because I think it also operates in Kenya. Yeah, IRC. So, yeah, I'll, yes, it's called IRC. So I was supposed to work there for three months, like my contract was for three months, but I left after one month just because of issues of burnout still. So I went, this is a personal story. I joined that organization when I was from a workplace, like I previously had been working with a rehabilitation center and that my boss had failed to pay me for four months. So I joined this organization. They were, of course, according to the contract, they were going to pay me well. But when I joined, I uh -huh. found, yes, I found that the working conditions were not so favorable for me. For example, during orientation, the human resource manager like sort of I, I don't know whether we were not at good terms but we use there are certain things she did to me that I did not like and they precipitated my burnout like was sleeping in tents because that it was in a refugee settlement so my tent was swept away by wind when I reported and she was asking me why why is it that it's only my tent that has been swept away that probably mm -hmm. i just removed it by myself and yet that happened when i was away like i'd gone to the field to to work by the time i came back i found my things like were all over the place so it that disturbed me and i had several other encounters with with that human resource manager that I did not like. And at the end of it all, I had to terminate the contract. So at times we have to value our mental health beyond the work, the work that we do. And that's why whenever you experience burnout, you shouldn't just take it for granted because there are people who have died from results of burnout, like you, experience burnout for more than like on a daily basis for more than two weeks you can end up even committing suicide so it's not something that should be taken for granted and uh, so basically that's my personal story as concerning burnout i have had several stories related to burnout. Even like in the past month, I had a party that I was organizing and I had to like I had to balance work and the party. So I experienced burnout. I relate with the previous speaker, I think it's called Vicent, where I also had sleepless nights. I would hardly sleep like you go to bed, but you can't find sleep. This, you feel you're tired, but the sleep doesn't come. 
or even when it it's about to come you feel like you have so many things that you need to do before it before morning and you end up spending the whole night awake so but there is a way i tried to balance and being in a hospital environment where i work i used to take some carbamazepine i think those who are in the those who work in hospitals know what it does it's a it's a mood stabilizer so even when i had sleep problems i would try to balance and see that if i've not slept during the night i try and sleep during daytime so i and uh, the other challenge is i think during the tweet it's called the chat we had on monday there are certain signs that probably we didn't mention like whenever you have burnout there are higher chances of experiencing high blood pressure so we need to monitor our bp when we experience burnout but uh, i've also developed mechanisms where i also listen to music whenever i'm free i talk to people who who are free with me i listen to like to radio or i watch some comedy videos something like that just to make sure that i re- relieve my mind of whatever is bothering me so that's that's what i can say for the meantime thank you Thank you so much for for giving us your experience um job it was um it's interesting to hear how different things that you're handling in life would um do i say predispose us to experiencing burnout so i'm glad to hear your experience on uh, burnout gadani back to you yes thank you so much our job for extensively just sharing it with us your different experiences that you've had um and in different jobs and you know i i like that you also gave an example of getting to a point where you actually have to choose your peace of mind your mental health over uh, you know a job that you've been given i can't imagine that being such an easy decision but if this is coming from an informed point of i need to do this for myself for my sanity for my well-being then you're able to to be able, you're able to choose yourself way over above any form of resources or titles that you might come across so i uh, thank you so much um job also to touch on a little bit about some of the red flags but i will allow uh just a fellow speakers who've come here uh hasan take us through maybe two or three we are actually running out of time so let's try and keep it short to help just to give an opportunity to every single individual so what are some of the red flags that people can be able to identify uh, at the workplace uh hasan yes and they can have, and then uh, any other person after that Hello, can you hear me? Yes, Hassan, I can hear you. 
Okay, so, so some of the red flags I can I can note when uh, that cause burnout or that may lead to burnout. Uh, one of them can be like a a feeling of uh, like feeling negatively or negative thoughts about uh, work or what you are doing. Uh, you are no longer appreciating the work you do, or uh, you are no longer passionate about uh, what it is that you are doing exactly. Or at some point, you kind of get depressed when you are at work or uh, performing a, a certain task that uh, maybe you used to enjoy doing. Like speaking from my experience of uh, my experience of burnout, exactly. I had uh, this engagement that I was doing. It was something that I was passionate about, but at this particular time, I just couldn't feel it. Like I wasn't feeling the, I wasn't feeling the enthusiasm to do it, but it is something which I loved. And at that time, I didn't know it at the time, but I later came to realize that it was actually burnout that I was experiencing. So that is something that we should watch out for when we are, uh, engaged uh, daily daily activities and also the lack of motivation like you don't have motivation to do anything or uh, you are just there just waiting for time to pass by or just letting things happen uh, personally I'm, i am the kind of person who believes in making things happen other than letting them happen to me so if i find myself in a situation where things are happening just uh, as they as they as they please or they are out of my control now. I realize that uh, something is wrong and something needs to be done. So anytime I find myself uh, kind of faced with this kind of a situation, I just take a step back and try to try to figure out what exactly is going on and get in touch with myself. Yeah, so for me, those are some of the red flags we should look out for. The lose of interest, lack of motivation, yeah, and, some, and stuff like that, yeah. Back to you. Thank you, Hassan. Absolutely. Um, very easy to usually identify those ones. Lack of motivation, loss of interest. When you start getting to that negative point, that's an indicator because the body is an alarm system. It usually alerts you if something is going on. And if we, if we have time to listen to ourselves, then we can be able to pick some of these cues as they continue happening to us. Um, Kelvin, what would you like to add on to that? Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, Kelvin, loud and clear. Okay, okay. So uh, the truth is, some of these red flags when it comes to burnout, we tend to ignore them. Um, and speaking as a mental health advocate, like what uh, Mr. Hassan said, lack of motivation. And oftentimes we wants to um want to be want to be a superman hero want to reach out to people even when the red flags are dead i remember last year i had an experience when i had a lot of clients coming in for therapy and i had the sign the sign were there that okay i couldn't reach out to them but um, i was just accepting it and at the end of the day i found myself in the hospital for some days and that cost me a lot so as a mental health advocate we need to pay attention to those red flags, all right? Because if we are not alive, 
we cannot reach out to people. So we must first prioritize our own mental health. Our mental wedding must come first before any other thing. So the red flags are there. We must be able to identify the red flag and what to do at the end of the day. Thank you. Thank you so much, um, Kelvin. And I'm just going to start it from where you've left it. Your mental health must come first at any one time. And if you're able to recognize that, then it's easier for you to do everything in your power to um, keep taking care of yourself. So thank you, Kevin, for that great reminder. If you're joining this conversation, we are talking about a burnout, V2 for ground um, spaces. And I'm pleased to have a stellar lineup of uh, panelists uh, to engage with us uh, today. Let me hear what are your thoughts, um, Dio Gracias. Yeah. Dear Gracias, you are joining us from Tanzania. Do we have a word for burnout in Tanzania? What do you call it there? In Kiswahili? Actually, we don't have the, the, the official word, but we can call it like Kukinai or Uchovu. Yeah, something like Uchovu. that. But we don't have the, the yeah, like Uchovu. Yes, in Swahili. Okay. All right, dear Gracias. What are some of the red flags? Just to add on to what Hassan and Kelvin have said. What are some of the red flags we need to look out for at the workplace? Okay, maybe I can I can add one or two. Uh the first is that when it reaches on Friday evening, so you feel mm -hmm. like it's uh, it, it's uh, the, the the best day for you because now you're you, you are leaving your, your responsibility behind. You're going to enjoy, and when it reaches Sunday night, now you start to feel depressed. You start to feel anxious because tomorrow you're you're going to to start doing things which are you're no, you no longer have the motivation to do. So that is one of the red flags. So if you feel that, maybe you are in burnout. Uh, the, the other thing that uh, you feel uncomfortable when somebody uh, tell you about, about, about your, your responsibility or mention something about, about your work. So when you feel uncomfortable, you feel anxious, when somebody speaks something about your responsibility, maybe it is a red flag. You should check on it. Okay, thank you, thank you, absolutely. I, I love the I, 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 I really like the fact that you, you have brought this um, down to another great reality. If, if, if Sunday evening gets riches and you start beginning to become anxious, you start getting into a point where you're absolutely uh, upset because tomorrow is Monday, then you probably need to check out what is going on between you and your workplace if you, you get to space anything to work then you know that also calls for you to introspect what really um is going on and and i really like that you 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 have you know taken us to that place and i hope more people can be able to evaluate um themselves herein before i invite the other person uh, let me just, just clarify something small 
the WHO officially classified burnout as a syndrome, and this can be found in the ICD-11, which is the newest, newest um, edition of diagnosis and classification. So today, you can actually be treated for burnout um, as a disease or as a syndrome when you walk when you walk into a hospital. So this is not something that we need to take lightly. And I'm saying this because in the African culture, at least I think so, is that we don't take, we don't respect rest. Allow me to say that. We don't respect rest. So somebody takes that way to run, they have never run. That's when they are going to the farm. That's when they'll be digging from morning to evening. When somebody goes home over the weekend, that's when they're doing all the thing. Yeah. So just finding somebody resting and trying to re-energize themselves is something that is not so common. And we need to actually change that mindset, change that mentality and begin to respect our bodies because our bodies need to be fueled if they're going to continue functioning or working for us the way we want them to work um, for us. If you're joining this conversation and you want to answer some of these questions, please feel free to tweet and tag any of our panelists or just tweet and tag this conversation as we continue. Which other aspects in our lives can lead to burnout that are not work-related? Okay. Which other aspects? Let me hear from um, Vincent. Have you cr come across any other aspects that could lead to burnout that are not necessarily work-related? Uh, I don't know if you can hear me again. Yes, Vincent, I can hear you. Um, I, as I said earlier on, I'm a coach, especially I coach women. And uh, one habit that makes people suffer burnout is lack of boundaries. And uh, these boundaries is more geared towards even work or relationships. Um, so lack of boundaries is actually one of those habits that leads to people suffer burnout. A typical example is... Um, Maybe you are a firstborn in a family, whether you are male or female uh, or any other gender. And then people will always reach out to you for help. But then you don't have boundaries. So you keep carrying people's issues. So you actually suffer burnout both emotionally and even physically. And when you look back and you can't be diagnosed, you go to the hospital, you have no issue when you're checked. But if we sit down and have a conversation, we just realize that if we just put some boundaries on how you relate to people and even relate with your work, you will solve your burnout issue. <laughs> so boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. And that is something that really I'm having conversations with uh, this period and this year about the impact of boundaries and the results therein when it comes to burnout. And even not only burnout, but it goes on to affecting your mental health at the same time 
and your productivity at the same time and even the relationships that which are more valuable to you in the process all those things are hard in the process i don't know if i've answered your question but that is one habit that i'll pick and run with it so thank you gadoni over to you i truly truly um, love that you've hit the nail on the head 100% boundaries oh my god that, that that is such a good one that is such a big one and absolutely i could not agree with you more because if you allow yourself to be permissive if you allow yourself to keep answering is to everything that is literally asked of you you are definitely going to suffer burnout and another thing that i don't want you guys to miss out from what vincent has said is the emotional and also physically so sometimes we wait until we can see physical till umelemewa you cannot get out of bed you are not walking your body is so weak for you to actually recognize there is something wrong and not paying attention to the fact that these things start first of all emotionally the intangible part of it before we see them physically so we need to pay attention to that you need to have boundaries and boundaries also i feel from my professional opinion they have to begin with you if you don't have boundaries to yourself as an individual then you cannot also set boundaries for other people you cannot be able to practice what you're not so it must start with you looking at yourself you looking at your own boundaries and then now being able to communicate uh, that to other people vincent your hand is up do you want to add on to that yeah i just wanted to add by saying that um <clears throat> if you make a promise to yourself and you don't keep it mm-hmm. it means your personal integrity is at stake that tells me that as well as when you make a promise to others you are not likely to keep it and that is how Absolutely. we even end up suffering from self esteem because we don't trust ourselves on anything and then we open that door to the outside and it becomes worse thank you yeah i couldn't agree more absolutely so it has to start with yourself just to end first more do you have boundaries are you able to practice self control are you able to you know to say no i'm not going to do this and follow up with that because if you cannot do that then it's much harder for you to express that um people i see so many people who are trying to request uh in, in terms of speaker uh but allow me to just engage one more person uh paul what are your thoughts and i know please allow me i know we are past the one hour mark but kindly just allow me just a little bit um to finish up this what other aspects of our lives can lead to burnout that are not necessarily work related Paul are you with us? Oh yes. Um I'm really sorry. Um my internet is kind of lagging in a way. Um thank you very much. Um another incident 
Um, what I've learned in this experience, um, especially adding on to Otumbo, uh, Vincent's point, um, we kind of put expectations on us, like too much expectations, especially um, as the young generation, the Gen Z, uh, we, we kind of want um, something and we we know it's not yet realistic. Like for example, um, I've ever been in this point in 2020 where uh, now um, TikTok, uh, that is when I discovered TikTok. And when I discovered TikTok, I saw people doing dance videos, people doing um, videos on the funny videos and everything, and people are becoming TikTok famous. So I told myself, like, I'll also become TikTok famous. And I remember I was having that expectation. And each and every day I would do some videos which I'd never, uh, one day I'll do a dance video, one day I'll do a funny video, one day I'll do this video, one day I'll do that video. And you you find like one, one day your video will get uh, like, let's say a hundred likes, another one you've gotten two likes. And you kind of feel like, I just seen other TikTokers like having like 10,000 likes, a thousand likes. But you, you only have, let's say, five, three, four videos with only a thousand likes. And it kind of gave me too much pressure, I remember. And I would look for ways. I will DM people and you will look for ways. You would, I, even, I remember that time I also demanded a new phone because someone was telling me it was my camera quality and everything. So... I will try and tell my parents I need a new phone now, now. And you're told you can't, those phones are too expensive, but you're trying to be together. You start being angry with your parents. You start, I started being angry with my parents. I started being angry at everyone until one day I was with my therapist and I was telling her my issues. And she told me, she just asked me a question and she told me, is this what you want? If you are going to become TikTok famous, then what? She just asked me that question. You are TikTok famous, then what? And it kind of dawned on me that I had no vision. Like I was just keeping pressure because of others. I was just putting too much expectations because I kept them so that I can be like others, but it wasn't for me. So I remember after that time, I deleted my account and I decided now, I decided now to focus on my vision in which I found out it is more on research and mental health. So I feel coming from this, I will say, um, it's you um burnout is mostly caused mostly i feel like burnout is not caused by others but ourselves we make ourselves have the burnout because 
we put a lot of expectations. We let a lot of expectations um, enter through us, and we know that some expectations aren't uh, aren't within your vision, or even your vision, you've kept them like a little time, like you have to achieve it now, now, now. You don't achieve it later, you have to achieve it now. So with that, we get back. Um, wow, Paul, thank you so much. I do truly appreciate um, that. And that's a very important thing that you've introduced this one because um, there are things that we can be in control of and they, they are absolutely things that we are not in control. And whereas we um, agree to that, it's important to know that what we expose ourselves to, what we consume, usually does influence us in one way or another. So if you're going to find yourself, uh, for, for example, spending a lot of time uh, on social media and scrolling, then you're likely to also begin to get ideas in lines with that, given to societal pressure. On top of that, put a lot of expectations um, on yourself. Yeah, and remember, there are so many pieces of your life's puzzle that make up, you know, the whole you as a whole, you know, W-H-O-L-E. So it's, it's really important to figure out are these expectations that I'm putting on, are they realistic? What good is coming out of this? At what cost? What's the cost that I'm paying or that I'm going to pay for me to do all these things that I want to do? So very, very um, amazing, amazing tips given there. Thank you. I'd like to recognize um, just a whole, a whole lot of you. Uh, we have Victoria. It's been a very long time, but I'm so happy to see you um, in this conversation today. Uh, Leonida, MX, Mary, Wabi, Joseph, Hub, Terim, uh, Ivad, Dream, Swabra, Gishure, Rona, Betty, Mike, Dixon, Faith. Gosh, there, there are so many. And I really um, just appreciate your presence um, hearing today. So how then? How then can we prevent or cope with burnout? And as I let, as I let the panelists think through that. I want to return us to something that was earlier on said by Job. Something that was very important. There are some things, and I have only gotten to know a lot of these things because I'm now in a hospital, um, a physical, a hospital that treats physical illnesses and trying to incorporate a mental health in that. So a lot of these lifestyle diseases really are uh, exasperated by the psychosocial stressors that we're experiencing as individuals. So things like blood pressure. Keep doing that. Keep checking on yourself. Because if it's fighting, then there's something that is going on. Things like spiking sugars, you know, out of nowhere. Keep checking on those things. Don't take it, um, don't take it um, for granted. So check on those things, check on your BPs because I can be able to tell you if you are experiencing any form of um, 
burnout uh, around you. I see that Stuart and Love are still connecting. So how can we prevent or cope with burnout? Um, Job, how can we prevent or cope with burnout? Okay, thank you. So according to me, one way is what you've just said, or is keep on checking these parameters, like your blood pressure, your blood sugars, because I've realized from the hospitals where I've worked, there are people who are on treatment for hypertension when they are actually not hypertensive. Like someone, you find someone has been on treatment for hypertension for over a year, but they are not actually hypertensive. It's just a few psychological issues that precipitate the hypertension, which you'd just work, maybe you work with a counselor or you work with a mental health specialist or a psychiatrist, and you sort those psychological issues and the BP will be fine. So, if we, the, the, the only difference you can identify whether it is a chronic hypertension or hypertension arising from psychological issues is when you take time off and relax, like maybe have a day off, maybe a Sunday, listen to cool music, go to church, have a relaxed mind, then check your BP during that time. If you find that it is normal during that time and you've not taken any medication, then you realize that probably your hypertension is arising from, from psychological issues. Then the other thing is to do things that we are passionate about. Like me, when I experienced the recent episode of burnout, I decided to start up a foundation where I'm focusing on improving, like empowering communities to improve their mental health, improve sports. And uh, we are also aiming at doing something about space science because I'm also passionate about it. So when you do something that you are passionate about, even if you spend the whole day concentrating on that thing, you will not get stressed. Yeah, that's what I can say for the meantime. Thank you. Um, thank you. I really appreciate um, that. I've, I've just read a comment in regards to, just, just to add on also what Job is talking about. Um, how sometimes so much is required of us and there is literally no space for anybody to like stop yeah because there is school there is working you know um there is family there is children there is advocacy that people are doing you know and you find that and especially you know by the time you're turning around between 27 i would say and seven or up to 40, those are like your most productive years, your most energetic then. So you're likely to take on a lot, a lot, a lot as, as, as you know, as you go on. So 
it might not be possible maybe to get a lot of time to to rest but i manage to divide just get whether it's 10 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day or um after every maybe let's say 4 hours just to either do a walk or take deep breaths to try and you know practice in some grounding techniques i feel that that could actually uh, go a long way taking time out to let's say even journal yeah it still provides a platform for you able to empty yourself so figure out what is it that works for you so as we continue to talk about coping i'm going to invite um Stewart as well and and Love who have just joined us just to comment and then we we wrap up this conversation I know we hot said but in you with this conversation continue commenting I'll I'll just be answering some of the questions that I come across or just take part in the conversation on chat as well um Stewart Hi everybody. Um hopefully I see your name right. Is it Gathoni? Yeah. Um so I am a Ugandan um but currently living in Australia. And um I was hearing what everybody was saying and I kind of like I accept um and kind of agree at on a certain level. But I also feel like the society or the environment you're in influences exactly how you feel. um i'll give an example i came out in australia at the age of what 20 21 by myself you know you getting up in the morning and you have to uh pay roughly 10,000 a semester for your course there is i feel like that part of you fast leaves the fact the fact the part of you trying to think about um you know how tired you are because people who have studied abroad know exactly like you know you're given 20 hours of work um on your visa but as an international student where i've been here for what now 10 years you know you have to study to approve to the uh, immigration that you're going to school but you still have to pay 10 grand so it's you know you don't have time so environment what they all say is called environmental constraints um play a big role in cognitive and physical fatigue um and being a behavior support practitioner at the moment i see that on a regular basis with people who have a diagnosis of adhd asd and stuff um and i think where you said what do we do about it and uh, i think it's more talk about talking about it um i feel like as africans we tend to um take things head on um because we you know when they say africans don't crack we kind of uh, tend to live with that intent to um ignore exactly how we feel um burnout definitely exists but like i said also depends the environment you're in and the environment you are quite exposed to at a particular moment or what exactly you're trying to achieve i'll give you an example um i worked today uh, right now it is 11:19 p.m. here in melbourne i worked from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and now I'm on a job from uh, which I'm working from 10:30 to 6 in the morning and then I go back to work tomorrow. So hey, sometimes you feel like it's yes, you have to look at your priorities and stuff and you have to push yourself but sometimes also 
the environment demands that because you know yourself if you don't do what you're supposed to do the bills are gonna you know the bills the, the bill man is gonna keep on sending these bills and um you gotta pay you gotta if you have a family you know you gotta look after for yourself your friends and all that kind of stuff so what do we do um i think also to reevaluate your priorities um and also um re- reform the way you work at work you know um i understand like um uh, some bosses in Africa would not give you that time where like for the company I work for, like on my eight to six job, Monday to Friday, we have, you know, you can stand up, you know, you have adjustable desks. That means you can, you know, if you don't want to sit, you can stand up. If you, you know, they, they are things, you know, we have stress balls, um, which play a very vital role, um, you know. So there's quite a couple of distractions that you can definitely use to um, try not to burn out at work or even to feel that, you know, you're getting exhausted to that point where, you know, you, like I said, you said mental health really plays a big role um, and we, sh- you know, we need to really look at that. So I will submit for now. Thanks, Kethoni. All right. Thank you so much, Stuart. And um, absolutely, we do appreciate the insight that you've um, given us in terms of, you know, just being stretched uh, you know, uh, to the limit. Please let me just allow love and happiness with Sheila to give us a comment and then we do a parting shot from all our speakers as we wrap up today's conversation. Hello, good morning, good morning, everyone I can else. Hear you. Uh, yes, hi, good Please morning. Yes, hi, good morning. So I wanted to talk about um, burnout from a woman's perspective, just Uh um, being a mom, right? And so I remember when I just gave birth, right, you you barely have any time to sleep. You're waking up every two hours in the morning. You have other children. You have to keep up the house, right? And so here in America, we only get like a few months for maternity leaves, right? And so during that time, your body really loses a lot of energy, not having enough sleep. That can really impact your health. And I think a lot of things that when it comes to women is just that the pressure that you're supposed to be a superwoman. And this is why I don't like that word, because there's no such thing as a superwoman. Right. We all need help. So I think one of the key things with women is not being able to ask for support. We should be able to call For me, I had asked my mom when I was delivering my child, I always asked her, I have two now, to come spend at least a month with me because I understand I still have to be a mom, a wife, right, and eventually go to work. So just that time to take care of your body, to make sure you're eating right and you're having enough sleep, I think is important and not being afraid to say, look, my plate is full. I need some support and being able to ask a friend, hey, can you come and help me clean the house with the kids? you know, and asking your husband for like some time so that you can rest, so that you can sleep. Because one thing, because I had burnout one time and um, doctor says, once you experience burnout, it's really hard to recover. And so you want to make sure like, for me, it was time management, managing your time, right? It's okay to just let the house go dirty if you're tired, if you have a cold and you're on that time of the month and you can't get up and run after children, it's okay to take some time for yourself and do that self-care right and so for me it was just paying attention to when i'm tired to just rest just leave the dishes there right the if if the kids are fed they're clean 
they're playing there's no reason for you to be doing things when your body is saying it's time to rest and so i think when we feel the burnout is coming up it's good to know mm -hmm. how to heal ourselves eating the right food and things like that so we could replenish our body because that's what's happening all the movement, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're just wasting away good energy. So know how to fill yourself up, how to take time for yourself. And definitely for women, ask for help when you need help and support. Because that could be a major thing for us. So thank you for allowing me to speak. Thank you so much, um, Alamb and Smile Sheila. I, I, I think we should have another whole conversation on um, women and, you know, that just the roles especially today, um, that, that a woman has to play in terms of, you know, being at the center of work, but also raising a family and the guilt that comes with trying to have some rest another day. But what I'm going to take out of this, uh, uh, of the sentiments that have been said by Sheila is listening to your body. Listen to your body. Don't wait until you're dropping. Don't wait until you have opportunistic diseases because once it gets there, you know, reversing that is going to be so much hard. There is no fun in living a life um, with conditions, taking medications, if you actually have a chance to um, tackle this from a prevention uh, basis. So I know and I heard what Stewart said and, I'm, and I know very many other people who are very, very busy, very, very engaged, but your body is literally a temple. And if you're not able to emphasize or take care of yourself in that way, then your body is not going to be able to work for you the way you want it to work for you. When you really need it, it will... Um, fail you at that point so thank you so much everybody allow me to ask the speakers to give us a parting shot uh, let's start with Hassan and then Job Paul Vincent Diogracias and then yeah Stuart and Sheila Hassan please go ahead okay thank you very much Gatoni and uh, first of all, I'd like to appreciate Chiroma Hospital for creating this platform where we can talk about these issues which are affecting our society and us in general. And uh, as we conclude, what I'd like to say is, uh, especially for our people who are in service provision, like uh, to remember that you cannot pour from an empty cup. Showing up for yourself empowers you to do a better job of showing up for others. So take, a, take time for self-care, practice mindfulness, and be intentional about it. We are all digital generation. I believe each one of us can maneuver the internet pretty well. There are a lot of resources out there about self-care on what you can do to take care of yourself. And, uh, in this generation's memes have become a very common way of expression. And I believe most of us have come across this meme about creating time for enjoyment because time for suffering will always create itself. 
So I would like us to put that in mind as we maneuver these streets and try to make a living out of it.